It's been five years since the continent-wide attacks of a flight of ancient dragons, and the scars of that conflict still linger across the struggling Republic of Tal'Dorei. Rebuilding and recovery are matched by opportunism and scheming, and all the while enigmatic powers long dormant wait to be found. Rise of the Ancients is a D&D 5th edition actual play campaign set in Exandria, the world of Matthew Mercer's critical role, and incorporating material from Arcana of the Ancients, a science fantasy resource book by Monty Cook Games. Our intro music is by Jasmine Rosa. If you need your own theme music, you can reach her at coffeexedge at gmail.com. This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. If you need a virtual tabletop in this time of social distancing, go to Roll20.net to sign up for a free account and get playing. With a marketplace for tokens, maps, and adventures, there's always something to add to your game. Plus, if you pay for a subscription, you'll unlock premium features like dynamic lighting, more storage space, customizable character sheets, and special animated effects. Lightning scores the ashy waters of the Torrid Reef as an enraged bronze dragon bears down on you and the living island of Nua. The dragon is massive, 30 feet long with black iron chains trailing from its neck and limbs. Roll initiative! <laughs> Boo. I don't think it wants to talk. I don't like that at all. Uh, nope, the initiative on there from last time still has the uh, Pliosaurus. And now is a great time to say that this episode of Massive, Massive Damage Adventures is sponsored by Roll20. Shut the front door! <laughs> That's right. This is the first episode uh, after um, Roll20 has decided to sponsor us. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wicked. Oh, uh, I know, right? Yeah, so it's part of the uh, Roll20 Spotlight program, and uh, they're gonna, you know, share us and talk about us, and it's pretty cool. That's amazing. I always just assumed that there was, like, you know, some viewers, but I assumed that we were most of the people listening. I just didn't think other people cared about our game. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's gonna hopefully get a bigger audience. Huzzah! Ooh, Shell with a 16, Tarkan with a 14. Oh, Ortello got a 2. Wow, that's real bad. What's his initiative bonus? I uh, actually... Oh, I suppose I should actually look at his character sheet. I just rolled the d20. Might He might have a 0. It's definitely possible. Unlikely, though. I'm noticing that I have yet to replace the crossbow I gave Delilah, and I'm lacking in ranged combat. I mean, you could throw your sword, then you have, like, three attacks. <laughs> you got three swords, right? I have many swords. Can I have a belt that when I throw my swords, they return to them? <laughs> no! And then sword, sword, sword would be my catchphrase. <laughs> sword, sword, sword. Hey, Ortello has a plus two to initiative, so he gets a four. 
solid. It makes sense. Uh, Jen, do you have your initiative? I'm trying. It keeps. I keep trying to type it, and then it's like blurfed. I have to type it and then smash enter. No, it, it just like every time I typed it, it would just go back to zero. But I got sixteen. Shell, what's your bonus of bonus? Trey, uno, dos, tres, un, deux, trois. Catorze. I go first. All right. So Sumi is on the small dragon's head uh, when this large bronze dragon. Uh, begins to fly in. It cuts a line of lightning and uh, sort of uh, lightning and fire through the water sort of towards you, and it's flying quickly in your direction. I changed my initiative just real quick because I know that Delilah goes before I do. Sounds good. You got a, four- you got a 14, right? Yeah, I also got a 14, and you have a higher dex mod. There's no way you go. Sorry, I go? Yeah, you're up, love. For some reason, I thought you were saying the dragon was first. I'm like, no, me. Nope, just setting the scene for your turn. This I mean, they call you the dragon tense. of Singorn, don't they? We just start raiding the... The dragon's after you. What did we do to how you? How many feet away? Like, how many feet up and away would it be? Uh, about 150 feet. Well, that's not 30 feet at all. <laughs> nope. And Even it's like clearly going to attack us? Yes. Very clearly attacking. Not like I'm going to make it worse by shooting an arrow at it. It's already bad. Yeah, like it is flying towards you. It is uh, looking angry and it has fired a clear uh, aggressive attack like towards the dra- towards uh, the island. We haven't slept yet, have we? From our last battle. Yeah, not since the pliosaurs, no. Correct. Is that a strike? And then I'm going to actually stay where I am and I'm going to shoot with the 600 feet with my longbow because I don't want to move closer. So that would give me disadvantage if it's ever strike gives me advantage. So it's just a... A 28. That will absolutely hit. At 14 damage. 14 damage. Okay. Okay, uh, Jen, are you all done? I am all done, thank you. Then it is Shell's turn. Uh, so, like, dragons, what kind of intelligence do they have? They are a sentient species with their own histories, cultures, etc. Cool, They're not cool, beasts cool, cool. either. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, then I'm just going to... Ah, oh, crap. I'm going to cast a Shatter at level 3 at the uh, dragon. It is approximately 60 feet from me. 
and it is a 60-foot range with a 10-foot area. Uh, it is 60 feet that way, but it is 20 feet up, so you are going to need Son to move forward just a little bit. Dingleberry. Oh, yeah, I can I can move forward. Ooh, almost overreacted there. <laughs> That's never happened. All right, so you move forward, and I've got to make a constitution saving throw, yes? Correct. How does a 16 do? That is a pass. You take half damage. All right, go ahead, sir. 19 and half rounding up or down? Down. Oh would be nine. All right. So you throw your magic out and there's a boosh in the air and it kind of like dips a little bit and then continues forward. Um, you moved about 15 feet. Did you want to continue moving? Uh, I don't know if... Um... Yeah, I guess I'll move another uh, 15 or so kind of towards the dragon. All right, whenever you're ready. About there. Sounds good. Then it is Delilah's turn. Okay, um, so if I move forward... Can I get within 60 feet range? Uh, let's see. Yeah, so basically if you get just to this side of the hut. Yeah, then you're easily within 60. Okay, then I would like to cast darkness. Can I do that? I believe darkness is on a point, not on a creature, and it's currently flying, so it'll fly like right through and out of your darkness. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. You can cast crossbow shot. Cross that's a great um, spell. It seems to work very well. You mean the the crossbow that got eviscerated? She bought another one. Have another one. Right. Disintegrated is the word you mean, by the way. Very rarely yes. can a crossbow become eviscerated. I don't know. There are those crossbows <laughs> crossbows designed with viscera. Oh. What? <laughs> You're right. They would be wet. <laughs> That's a very gross mental image. I do not like. I rolled a seventeen. A seventeen. Your uh, crossbow bolt. Your crossbow bolt uh, glances off the armored hide of the dragon, doing no damage. Let's see it. All right. Uh, you also have a little bit more movement, uh, probably another 10 or 15 feet. I don't remember precisely where you'd started, but uh, you could move if you'd like. No, I'm good. 
All right, then it is Tarkan's turn. Tarkan is unequipped for dragon battles, so Tarkan uh, uh, retreats uh, heroically. Brave, brave Sir Tarkan bravely ran away. I'm taking cover. That's what Dresden Files calls it. And as you begin to run, Ortello says, he's like staring up at the dragon, and he looks and he says, wait, I can help. And he takes one of the uh, sort of like round glass spheres off of his necklace and makes as if to throw it to you. I suppose I'll prepare to catch it because I'm both... It might be helpful and I just don't want him throwing it at me where it might explode and kill me. (laughs) Okay, so you get ready to catch. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Then it is dragon's turn oh no and it swoops down towards the island uh claws and uh teeth just ready to rake through shell and delilah no thanks don't hurt our friends and so it is going to actually first i have to do this All right, it does not recharge its breath weapon. And then it is going to go for a uh, sort of like it's flying over Shell and Delilah, and it sort of swoops in such a way that it's raking its claws through Shell and then snatch it, snapping a bite at Delilah. Three attacks, one bite, two claws. Claw attacks at Shell are 11 and 21. One hits. Okay. uh, So you take 7 slashing damage and 6 fire damage as the claw slashes into you and ignites with this burning uh, flash of fire. Ow! And then the bite for Delilah... Uh, does a 16 hit? Yeah. Okay. Then that is 10 piercing damage and 4 fire damage as it sort of like takes a bite at you, lifts you a little bit off the air, and you can feel the sort of like heat in its mouth and teeth, and then it drops you and continues to fly. Merrick? Yes, sir. What kind of dragon did you say this was? This is a bronze dragon. Guys, I'm already almost dying. And like as it flies, as it's flying by, it's uh, these like black iron chains kind of drag along the ground, uh, and it continues out. If Shell and Delilah are holding melee weapons, which Delilah is not because she's got a crossbow in her hands. Um, then they could take attacks of opportunity as it moves out of uh, their threatened melee range. Um, yes, sir. I am holding my super dope nunchaku. No, wait, my vicious sigh. What? Yeah, I've been using my sigh recently. 
Oh, All right. Well. So yeah, I have my Psy out. And I slash at it. Please go ahead and make an attack of opportunity. It's a miss. I rolled a two. All right. You slash out with your sigh, but you're almost like knocked off of your feet by the impact of these claws. It is Ortello's turn, and he kind of like ducks as the dragon like whoosh right by over his head, and then he starts running towards Tarkan. That's and then he, he underhand throws uh, one of those sort of glass balls. Uh, please make me a dexterity saving throw. Oh, no! Fucking knew it. Uh, you prepared, so... Since you're giving up your action, I'm going to reduce the DC. That was very generous of you, almighty dungeon master. Uh, I still only got a nine. Yeah, I. Uh, you bobble it. <laughs> I never played football. All right, I'm going to roll percentiles to see if it breaks. I swear, if I get nuked by your stupid brother when we're coming out to this dumb island that's a turtle to help him, it does not break. Oh. It hits the ground and rolls, and Ortello goes, Oh, man. Oh, okay. Drink that, and you will fly. What? Can I roll a trust check? <laughs> sure, make an insight <laughs> check. Fourteen. He seems very convinced that you will fly if you drink that. Sumi's turn. You can do it. You can fly. Oh, poop. Do you know what I do? I have two two attacks a turn. Oh, yeah. He's still flying, though, isn't he? Sure is. So not within 30 feet? Um, yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh, 35 feet and then a little bit up, so only like 40 feet distance. Great. I'm going to move closer. Oh. Into the water? From, from, yeah. Hmm. Run along the fin like a hero. I know, that's fine. Like Legolas. But the thing's flying with its fin, so or like swimming, so it doesn't seem like I can stand on it. We well, just time it for when it's like uh, just hitting the surface, and you run along the hard edge of it. And that like gets really close to the dragon. I mean, that sounds like an acrobatics check to me. It sounds amazing. Just Fine, goes right in the drink. Close to the dragon. <laughs> Let's do it. Why do you need to be that close? Gotcha. That's a good point. I should double check. I can actually do what I want to do first, just in case. Runs up and then just gets mauled by a dragon. What's Has happening with this Corey? Always been here. A what table. No, I'm gonna try. We're gonna do it. Okay. So Sumina like 
slings her bow and starts running across and tries to time it to go across the fence. Okay, make an acrobatics check. Like a 14? No, it's not... It's not so much that you fall into the water because you only just barely miss the DC, but you kind of, like, go along and you're going to fall. You lose your... Well... Yeah, no, you'd lose your you'd lose your action, basically. What if I fell in the water? <laughs> then I suppose you could shoot from the water. Cool, I'm in water. Alright, so Sumi runs down the fin and uh, slips off? And as I'm slipping, I'm going to cast a spell. Okay, go for it. I am going to use a... Uh, Oh, can I do this? Oh, maybe I can't do this. <laughs> maybe I ruined this all. <laughs> I was going to do suggestion because I can do suggestion. But do I have to first be sprying? Uh, yeah. The You're talking about the crystal ball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe... Oh, no, not 100% sure, actually. Uh, what's the name of it again? So the ball is the crystal ball of telepathy, and it gives me an at-will suggestion. Okay. That's weird. I can't seem to find it. Oh, maybe I need to find it in the item. I see why. It's because it's listed under crystal ball because there's multiple types of crystal ball. So, uh, crystal ball of telepathy. While scrying with the crystal ball, you can communicate telepathically with creatures you can see within 30 feet of the spell's sensor. You can also use an action to cast suggestion through the sensor on one of those creatures. So you do have to be scrying to do so. And Sprang takes 10 minutes to cast. Just whip it at his head. <laughs> Suck orb, dragon! So basically I run across the fin. As I slip, I throw my hand out and say, Fuck off! But it is nothing. And I feel no magic. And then I sploosh into the water. Oh. That's brutal. You meant well. I've always really, wondered what really playing a monk at level 8 was like. Or level 7. <laughs> so, so, Shell's turn. <laughs> cool. Um, so, um, so first, Shell's going to use his bonus action on Delilah and cast Healing Word at level 2. Which gives her 10 health points. Yay! Yeah. 
And then I'm going to run towards the dragon. And then? And cast Hideous Laughter on it. Okay, what is that saving throw for me? Wisdom. Ooh, that one is a 21. That is a pass. Yep, unfortunate. Delilah's turn. Okay, so I want to cast... Hellish Rebuke? That, um... Let's rewind a little bit. So Hellish Rebuke is a reaction. You cast it when you've been hit. So when it bit you, that is when oh, you could cast Hellish Rebuke. I thought it just meant I was, had been attacked the previous turn. No, it's a reaction action. Oh. What's your objection? So let's okay. just do it right now. Well, that's okay. I can wait until next time I'm attacked. I don't want to <laughs> break the rules. Yeah. I'm fine with you Twitch, doing no it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, okay. like, go ahead. You, Your okay. character would know that. Which I think is just roll damage, right? There's no attack roll or save or anything. Yeah, There's no, it doesn't. Oh, there's a save? There's an effect roll. Dexterity saving throw. I gotta play more tieflings. Where would I see that? It'll be in the spell Hellish Rebuke. Got it, got it, got it. Found it. Alright, so what is the dexterity save that I need to beat? 13. Got an 8. Full damage for you. Torch that dragon. Baller! Oh, it's a stupid... What's that, Patrick? Nothing. Yeah, what are you talking about, Patrick? So then I roll a 3d10s for your damage, right? Am I crazy? Okay, okay. That is correct. So 18. Nice. So as it bit into you, like, flames erupt from you. Uh, What does that look like when Delilah does Hellish Rebuke? Um, I, okay, so as it, like, bites into me, the blood that, like, ends up touching it ends up burning it. Nice. And so, like, it, uh, there's, like, this sizzling as the blood starts to burn inside the dragon's mouth, and it definitely hurt it. It's not immune to fire damage, but it is resistant. It only takes half of the 18 that you dealt. Another nine. Okay, so then we jump back to the present where Delilah takes her turn. (laughs) 
okay, now I need to figure out what to do with my turn. Uh, crossbow it. Ooh, actually, I could give you a suggestion. Uh, the yeah. dragon knows where you are right now. If you take the roguish cunning action to hide, there's a chance that you can get your sneak attack damage. Oh. Okay, so if I go to hide... If you take, like, a step into the bush... Yeah, yeah right luck. beside the hut. That's perfect. Then make yourself a stealth jack. She just holds up one palm frond in front of her face. And just keeps like... Uh, 26. Yeah, uh... You, the dragon is like flying and it's looking around at everybody. It's clocked where everyone is in the combat, but it doesn't know where you are right now. And when you shoot it, you have advantage. Woo! This is some baller fight music. 23. 23 is a hit, and you get your sneak attack damage because you are hidden. Sorry, one more time. What is my sneak attack damage? If you go over to features and traits, it will have sneak attack as one of the line items, and it will tell you how many d6s. It should be three, I think. Thank you. Fifteen. Fifteen damage. Okay. Did you include your crossbow damage? Yeah, I rolled shitty. All right. So you duck behind the uh, behind the hut and carefully wait and jump back out. Fire the crossbow. It slams into the dragon. There's a roar of pain. Good. You've pissed it off. Are well, you all done? All its attention is on me. Are you all done, Amanda? Yeah. Then it is Tarkan's turn. I'm gonna bend over, pick up that potion, and pray to the Dawn Father and chug that thing back. The Dawn Father just sounds so like mobster. Right? First of all, everyone back off. I don't question your choices of deities. Alright, so when you drink this potion you gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed for one hour and can hover. If you're in the air when the potion wears off, you fall unless you have some other means of staying aloft. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Staying alive. It was a bonus action for you to drink the potion because that makes a lot more sense. I don't like actions to drink potions. You still have your movement and your action. What would you like to do? Again, with such fairness from the Lord DM. Uh, it's because Merrick's not a dick. Um, I'm going to probably move and dash to get, just to get up in his grill. Yeah. 
flying across, drawing my swords as I take off. Nice. Flying Tarkan Twin Steel. Screaming the whole time. <laughs> and Ortello is just like, yeah! <laughs> is it better work? And uh, so you've moved and dashed. Uh, you've used your bonus action, I believe. You could action surge if you like. I was just thinking that. I'm going to action surge and stab it. Okay, so uh, you fly up to the side of the dragon, and you can see that the chains that are hanging off of it are attached to manacles around the neck, uh, the and um, all four legs. And they look like dark, heavy iron. Correct. Strong enough to have held a dragon in place. And does it look wrong, like the turtle? The dragon? Yes. There's definitely, like, bubbling skin and, like, the the idea of perhaps, like, hot magma or liquid flowing underneath the scales. Cool. I stab it. All right. I get both my attacks, right? With an action surge, yeah. Uh, one is a natural 20. Uh, nice. And the other is a 22. Uh, both hit. Yeah, that's my twin stealer. So the first one is 20 damage. 20 damage, okay. And then the next one is 10 damage for 30 total. That is a ton of damage. MVP. MVP. (laughs) All right. And then uh, it is the dragon's turn. Uh Uh-oh. Remember when Delilah shot you? She's over there. Are you turning the dragon on me so that it doesn't? No, just she's look right over there. And so, like, you stab into the dragon twice, and it roars and like spins over in a barrel roll, and like flying upside down, rakes at you with its claws and goes for the bite with the triple multi attack on you. Triple multi. Uh, the bite is only a 12, so that's not going to do anything. Correct. Ooh, and then we got a 10 and an 18 on the claws. Both of those miss. I'm going <laughs> to repost it. All right. The sword machine over here. Does an 18 hit it? That is directly its armor class, yes. I rolled super shitty, but when you repost, you get to add your superiority die. No, I lied. I miss. Because you add the, to the damage, oh. not the attack. Ah, okay. Not a hit. This is very okay. sad. Okay. And... 
It is now the dragon's turn, and you should be able to see a 10 out of 100 bar on it. That is its elevation. As, um, Or rather, it was the dragon's turn. That was the repost. Uh, it's done its attacks. It's now taking its movement and flying directly upwards. So um, it sort of like turned over, attacked you, and then you stab it again, and it just starts flapping and flying directly up. It leaves your threatened square, so you get an attack of opportunity. Spend my reaction to repost. Ah, okay. Then it flies 80 feet directly up. Uh oh. And Ortello says, I uh I think I have more of those potions. Hang on. Wrong. And he runs into the uh workshop uh hut. Bro, hurry! Sumi's turn. I'm going to try to get on a turtle. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're I've just swimming, so you're moving. <laughs> so you're just moving at half your speed when you're in the water. So if you go... Um, if you use... Basically, 15 feet of your movement, you'll get on top of Nua. Like yeah. here? Great, I'll do that. And then I'll double flip it. Double flip it? Yeah, it's approximately 100 feet in the air, so your bow's what, like 120? 150. There you go. 150! 150! And it's an 18 and a 25? Yes, both will hit. 19 damage total. Boom. And if you need to know, that is um, piercing. All right, nineteen damage, <laughs> and like your both of your arrows slam into it as it's flying upwards. Ugh. All done. Yeah, I am. And there's like that moment you're like climbing up onto the shell. It's a little bit slippery, but then you get your footing, bring your bow up, and there's like water dro- dropping off of it. Shell's turn. Oh no, is my bowstring wet? Let's pretend that's not a thing. It is wet. No. (laughs) Outside of combat, during your short rest, you're going to, like, take it off the bow, and you're going to wax it again, and everything's going to be fine. Are you rolling, like, each time she uses it or something? No, I'm... No. I am. That sounds like a yes. (laughs) Uh, Corey, what does Shell want to do? Yeah, so uh, first he's going to use his bonus action to once again cast um, Healing Word at level 2, but this time on himself. Sounds good, sounds good. He heals himself for 9 health. Um, And then dude's flying up. I can't really hit him with anything um i'll cast the bardic inspiration on sumi or i guess i'll use my bonus action for the bardic inspiration and then just use my action for the spell for healing oh yes i see what you're doing um so you can't 
upgrade a healing word to an action, but you could cast a cure wounds if you have that prepared. Oh, but I can just cast healing action as my or healing word as my action, right? You no, cannot. it's a bonus it action spell. Can only be cast as a bonus action. Really? Patrick gave such a funny look when you said really. He's just like, yeah. Do not <laughs> challenge the combined might of the twin towers. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So then, yeah, I guess I would have done that then. Cure wounds. Yeah, so instead of getting the 10 for healing word, roll your cure wounds. So you said I can't go up a level for my bonus action? You can go up a spell level. You cannot increase the action type. Right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so cure wounds. So instead of healing nine, uh, 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 I heal ten. There you go. And then uh, inspiration for Sumi. What's that sound like? Well, I know Sumi likes like, um, likes earthy and nature and that kind of thing Cut so abs. exactly so it's very folk it's, it's folk slash um, frat boy right it's like, <laughs> hey there, I need it to be a genre frat hey boy there folk. girl how you doing let's go play some ping pong That'll be fun, bro. But like the beat, (laughs) the beat, um, the beat that I just exude out is like it's very like like folky, like Ocarina of Time, or like like airy. You know, you're gonna play Wonderwall next. (laughs) (laughs) Play Wonderwall. I love it. I feel so inspired. Okay. Uh, so that was action and bonus. Did you want to move? Um, no, yeah. I'll run. actually run towards Tello. See if I can help him. Sounds good. Then it is Delilah's turn. Um, I'm going to run up Closer, I think. Just imagine you slamming into the wall of that hut at like full speed. Well, yeah, obviously. Um, and then I think I'll use my crossbow. What is the range on your crossbow? 80. Okay, so it is 90 feet up, so you will be attacking with disadvantage. If you bonus action hide again, perhaps you may attack with advantage. Which would cancel the disadvantage and make just regular. Okay. 
So yeah, Patrick makes a good point. As you run over, you could like duck into the uh, the doorway of the hut, take your bonus action to hide, so you'll make a stealth check. Twenty-nine. Yeah, easily. It's very hidden. Um, and so uh, you roll, and you have disadvantage because it is outside of your effective crossbow range, but you get advantage from being hidden, so it's just a regular roll. Not so. 17? Not enough. Oh, did it. She didn't add it! 23. Yeah, batting your modifier is probably pretty handy. Uh, so, you rolled a 17? Yeah. And then you got a 24. Yeah. <laughs> that is a hit. No sneak attack, though. No sneak attack. Uh, 1d8 plus 4. But she vanished into the night again. Like Batman. But she, she's at disadvantage. Seven. Seven damage, all right. Slowly wear this thing down. Tarkan's turn. Like Iron Man. Just <laughs> flying straight up. I also have my elevation track. I see that. So move and dash and you're 70 feet up. The dragon is still 20 feet ahead of you. Closing in fast. All right, dragon's turn. Like neck and neck, so I don't think that's closing in at all. Still doesn't recover its breath weapon. So it continues to fly up, uh, up, 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 eighty more feet. Actually, it's not attacking, so it's gonna fly. It's gonna move and dash and fly up one hundred and sixty feet. So, this is a win? It is 250 feet in the air. <laughs> it's a win? Guys, it's going to take me a, w- a little bit to catch him. Ortello no, takes his turn. Ortello takes his turn, and at this point you can see the um, the crew of the Melpomene uh, are all sort of like holding... Um, weapons like guns rifles and bows and they're kind of pointing and shouting but none of them are well we'll say a couple of them fire but it's really ineffective obviously Sumi's turn wish I had other cool things to do but come on bro what's taking so long Uh, and you do have bardic inspiration you know, I have primeval awareness. I could tell if there was a dragon here. <laughs> hey, guess what? I have primeval eyes, and I can see that there's a dragon here. I'm just trying to see if any other cool things. Okay, is it an elemental dragon? <laughs> um, so you're using primeval awareness, and. So you're taking your action to use primeval awareness? No, 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 not at all. I was just looking at things I have, and I have a favorite enemy, but I forget that it doesn't affect combat 
No, it's all information based. <sighs> Shoot two arrows. At disadvantage. Why? The range of your bow is 150 slash 600. The dragon is 250 feet in the air. Yeah, we'll see about that. Zephyr Strike! Remember, Arctic Inspiration, a 1d8. Oh, but I get to choose the attack I do that on. Yeah, you can roll it after seeing the uh, value of the attack. So I'll do my first attack, and then if I need it on that, I'll do it. And then if not, I'll do it on my second attack, which will have this advantage. Okay, well, I'm not going to use it on my first attack, but I got a 1, so it's an 11. Uh, your fingers slip on the wet bowstring. But I go to make a second attack. I rolled double 16, so uh, 26. Uh, 26 is a hit. Go ahead and roll damage. I can't add better inspiration to damage, though, correct? Um, Corey, you're a Valor Bard. Are you not? Uh, what? You're a Bard. What class? What uh, subclass did you take? Archetype. Corey is playing, or Shell is a College of Valor Bard, which gives an additional ability that allows Bardic Inspiration to be rolled on damage. That is very good to know. Corey, that sounds like something that uh, maybe maybe you should have known. So I get to add a d6 to my damage? A D8. Oh, dude. I rolled so good. I rolled an 8 and a 7, which gives me 20 damage. <laughs> nice. So, this is the ability. It's called Combat Inspiration. A creature that has a Bardic Inspiration die from you can roll that die and add the number rolled to a weapon damage roll, or when an attack roll is made against the creature, it can use its reaction to roll the die and add the number rolled to its AC against that attack after seeing the roll, but before knowing whether it hits or misses. That's it pimp as hell. down there. I kept scrolling. All right. Sorry, Jen. How much damage again total? 20. Ah, uh, dang. Uh, How do I want to do this? No, not quite, but that dragon looks hurt. Yeah. So close. I'd have been shocked if that killed a dragon. TBH. Shell's turn. Okay, so Shell's going to run in to see if he can help Tello. Okay, so you pop in. Uh, let me uh, reveal that area. And it's just the demon prince. He shouts, Bro! Come on! It's getting away! 
and you see Tello sort of like standing over a workstation. There's a whole bunch of like tools and there's like a, um, a shelving unit with a whole bunch of like wicker baskets filled with things. And he's like moving things out and pulling them down and dropping them on the floor. And he eventually finds this little handful of pigeon feathers and he's like spinning towards you and he's starting to grab things to like start combining them to make a couple more potions. How can I help, bro? Uh, I mean, you just put here and he hands you the thing and basically you uncork it and drop the uh, feather in it. And he says that this sort of completes the alchemical reaction, turning it into a potion of flying. Bro, it's real fast, though. Can it make us fast, too? I mean, that's that's what it does. This is all... I, that's what I got, man. Uh, do you have any other ideas? Because it's like, it's game far away. That's a good thing, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe it is. Uh, how all of our characters would feel right now, though. They would be like, wait, go after it. Wait, should we go Total. So I'm going to cast uh, Cure Wounds on myself. Sounds good. And I have a question. I'm going to use my, whatchamacallit, um, bonus action okay. for One healing second. word on myself. Um, yes, that works. It is only Quicken Spell, where they say that you need to do things with the stuff. Yes, you're good to cast both of those. Alright, Patrick, what's your question? Did you create Ortello, the character? Um, I had the name from Corey. So you didn't pick Artificer? I picked Artificer. Yeah, you did. (laughs) You have a problem. Patrick, I haven't played an alchemist artificer yet. Yeah, I know. You've played the other two kinds of artificers. No, 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 no. I've played two other kinds of a total of four artificers. Okay, there you go. Because I haven't played an artillerist either. I have played a battlesmith and an armorer. There you go. Are you hearing yourself, though? Artificer is the best class. I'm also saying that I am playing two different kinds of fighters in two different kinds of games. So. It looks like an 8 or an infinity. <laughs> it's my artificer sticker and it's so pretty and I haven't found a place to put it yet because I don't go anywhere anymore. Hello, Didier. Okay, uh, then it is Delilah's turn. I guess I just come back out into where everybody else is. Like, there's, I can't attack the dragon from where it is. You can at disadvantage. Uh, your crossbow goes to 320 feet. All right. So, yeah. So, you can hide again because when you attacked, it knows where you were. So, you make the stealth check. If you succeed, you get to roll regular dice instead of disadvantage. Six, uh, 26. 
Yeah, I mean, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you actually have to beat a 17, which is not... It's not impossible for you to fail that, but everyone has been over 25. Delilah just grabs a handful of dirt and throws it in the air and disappears. (laughs) Must have been the wind. Um, Okay, so you can just roll a regular attack roll. No advantage, no disadvantage. 18. That's a hit. (laughs) 250 feet. Perfectly. Perfectly aims this crossbow. Six damage. I mean, if you could see how hurt it was. Oh, but it's real far away. Oh yeah, Tarkan's oh, yeah. turn. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I fly sixty feet futilely <laughs> while the archers <laughs> shoot past me. <laughs> Still screaming. Yeah, nonstop. All right. Uh, then it is the dragon's turn. It turns around and kills me. Still didn't recharge its breath. Yes. Hey. And it. Fl- None of us are. And it flies another hundred and sixty feet. You don't say. This is like me chasing anybody in real life. <laughs> Arrows away. Uh, no, it's at 410 feet, Jen. I can shoot 600 feet. Wow. <laughs> it, I've, like, practiced shooting specs way off in the distance, I guess? I guess. I mean, it does say range 600 feet, but I would let you call BS if you don't think that's right. No, I mean... A longbow shoots that far, and we usually are like, why would you ever need that length on a longbow? It doesn't make any sense. It does when a dragon is trying to fly away from you. Because a crossbow can't shoot this far. A longbow can. That's the reason why you take the longbow instead of the crossbow. You You take the crossbow instead of the longbow because a crossbow can shoot underwater. Okay, so my first shot was only a... I know I still have Bardic Inspiration. No, I don't. I used it. I'm kidding. I used it on damage. So my first shot was only a 13. Okay, so a miss. So Sumi knocks her last arrow and takes like a really deep breath. And like, it's like one of those movies where the string flies by her cheek and just a little bit of wind moves. You booty! What's I movie? think maybe. Oh. 21? 21 hits. Yes! <laughs> yeah, 12 damage. 12 damage. Nope. Oh! oh! No! <laughs> so close. Merrick, please have this dragon turn around and fly at me. Do you want to know how much health it has? Yeah. 
son of a dick. Well, Come how on, it has one. Long? It has one hit point. How fast does it fly? It flies 160 oh. feet around. Oh, so that'll get out of 600 feet then. Because it was at like 400. It's at 410. It'll be at 570. One more shot. One more shot. So One Shell and Artello. <laughs> Shell and Artello are making potions. But I'm also uh, chanting. <laughs> Delilah, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I don't think there's anything I can do. I just stand there and watch Sumi. All right, Tarkan. I just want to let you know how pissed I am right now. <laughs> Why? If I had not taken my reaction to repost and saved it for the uh, attack of opportunity, I have the sentinel feet and I would have stopped its movement right there. And I would have done that every <laughs> turn. Then it would only have been 80 feet lower. Oh, I see. But then no, every would time it would have tried leave. to move. Yeah, you would have sentineled. But instead, I'm flying through the sky as arrows are whizzing past me. I mean, <laughs> if you kept sentineling it, it could have disengaged. Uh, even with disengage, it provokes with sentinel. Really? Sentinel's yeah. broken. It's so friggin' good. It would have grappled you. That's better. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tarkan, do you continue flying upwards? Tarkan turns around. <laughs> flies 60 feet down. Dejected. Right. He, he, like, it doesn't even fly. Just like standing still with the swords hanging, just lowers. Like he's on an elevator. <laughs> still does not recharge its breath. Recharges its breath on a five and six. Breath does 10d10 damage. Can't get it back. He just gets out once and we're dead again. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, it's only an average of 50 damage. Doesn't kill me. Was it nice knowing all of you? Hang on. I'm just seeing what would happen uh, if <laughs> we, if I had gotten a breath weapon. I'm going to roll it in roll 20. I'm putting heart of the dice into my dice right now, Maricone. There you go. It would have been 64 damage. The first bit of that fire, the next bit of that lightning. That would um, Okay. So it flies 160 feet straight up, bringing it to an elevation of 570. I took aim. Um, as you're taking aim, Ortello bursts out of the hut going, I've got more potions of flying! Shoot. Alright, go ahead. First shot misses at a 12, but I got a 20 on the other die. Second shot. Yes! 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 And how do you want to do this? Roll damage. You know how it happens because it's too far away for us to see. There's just like a little dot that goes. And then all and of a sudden, falls. 
And it just, yeah, its momentum carries it upwards for a little bit longer. And then you see the wings sort of fold and it begins to fall. Uh-oh. I mean, I'm it's not, not going to... It's not going to land directly down. It's it's going to hit the water. Dudes, it's so sad we weren't able to save it. It was corrupted, Shep. No, but like, I know, but like, like, look at little Aoife over there. Like, would we have to do the same thing to him if... No, Shep, stop. It was an us or it situation. It was going to attack us until we died. We had to attack it. But maybe it was flying away. Maybe. Right. I, think, right. I think it was uh, I think it was held captive and perhaps infected on purpose or tortured or something. So Ortello runs to the front of... Uh, the island and starts speaking in Aquan to the um, to the large turtle, and uh, Shell understands him saying, "Nua, get us as close as you can. We might be able to find out something that could help Ifo." Thanks for listening to this episode of Rise of the Ancients. Episodes are released on Fridays. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at Skyhammer Press. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. Okay, Jen, you don't like the dip? I'm so close to liking the dip. The dill in it tastes so good, and it tastes like really fresh and like real dill. Why is it so sweet? Because it's honey dill dip. Ah, there you go. Oh. Oh. Honey's garbage. First of all, what? Wow, hot takes. I really hate honey. How do you hate honey? Hot mic, hot mic. Is he asking for your wedding ring back? You can't have the dip back. I don't want to eat it. I want the dip. Man, you know what my favorite thing in elementary was when the fire department came and you got the little bear honeys? Yeah. I put Cinnamon honey on toast honey. all the time. Oh my god, yes. So, we haven't played in three weeks. It's been shitty. I uh, listened to the last couple of minutes of our previous episode, and apparently Jen has a book to read us. Okay. Amanda said that, uh, well, Amanda was very impressed with the amount of notes that Jen took. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, you did like three pages, didn't you? Jen's like, what game are we playing? I'm sorry, I just, I'm trying to answer a quick message really quick. Oh, missed that, sorry. Alright, anybody else want to start recap? Okay, say no, a recap? Start. Just wait for me. Oh, no, did, just wait for Jen. No, did you I'll say start. a Quake message? Like from the video game? Shh, quick. we don't talk about Quake. Quick. Oh. Also, on a separate um, separate thing, I finished season seven of Agents of Shield today. Oh, is the that final a- season? Oh, that was wow. this current one was seven. Yeah, and I it nearly brought me to tears in two different places in the last two episodes. 
Wow. It was good. This whole season, season seven, was incredible. Like, they took an obvious dip around seasons three and four, and the first season was kind of shaky as well. But I felt like I was the only person watching the show in seasons five, six, and seven. And I've been really enjoying it. And season seven was so good because they knew they were ending and they took the time to write it really well. And they just went hard into some really campy fun stuff. Like every pair of episodes was themed. There's a pair of them that are themed with 80s movies like Breakfast Club, Short Circuit, and a whole bunch of action flicks. That's pretty delightful. There's actually, there's actually like a 30 second sequence where it's just two people like arm grasping each other in the, yeah, we're going to do this moment from like 10 different shot directions. (laughs) Like Liam Neeson climbing the fence. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's, it's really, really good. And like the final payoff from the season six finale uh, cliffhanger to the season seven finale. It was great. Shell rides on one dino. Sumi and Vincent rides on the other. Flirty balancing. Tarkan writes in his journal. (laughs) Uh, I picture Tarkan. I picture Tarkan in a corner. (laughs) Like with his eyes shaded writing in his journal. Hey, first of all, everybody get off my back. (laughs) Tarkin argues with child captain. (laughs) These feel like very slanted notes. What happened, my dude? They're biased. The island is 100% a turtle with a baby swimming beside it. Cue Jen sobs. Over like Yes, that's right. You could be like the official Rise of the Ancients Titan Mashers and Trashers Titan Slayers official note person. What's that called? I mean, she does the recap. I, like, yeah, I, that... I know exactly what. Lore Keeper? Stenographer. Scribe. Stenographer. God damn it, stop saying stenographer. What you meant to say was the thing that loyal is. Scholar. But he's like the bibliographer or something. Autobiographer? He's like writing about Ran, and what does he call it? Yeah, it's his biography of the Dragon Reborn. Biographer. He's a stenographer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought he had something to do with like more like capturing down the lore of someone's story, not really like a biography, but like a chronicler. Chronicler! Chronicler! Like chronicler. You could be the official chronicler of the Titan Mashers and Trashers, also known as the Titan Slayers, for Rise of the Ancients. At what point do we kill but I will uh, not be the stenographer? <laughs> I mean, there's a replacement character right here on this island. Oh, no. If Shell died... I'm not replacing him with another one of his. You could have an artificer. That's not the problem. The problem is not the class. All right. Can I say words for a second? 
Yeah, go ahead. I just want to say that Violet raised one hundred and thirteen dollars for the food bank. Wow. How? She set up a for her birthday today. She set up a free ice cream stand where she wanted to give everyone free ice cream. Um, but then people kept trying to give her money. So we talked about if she wanted to give it to a charity and she wanted to give it to help homeless people. So she chose food bank. And yeah. We'll give her $113. Amazing. Some people just drove up, rolled down their window, handed her a fiver and drove off. And I was like, that's weird, but cool. Well, they just didn't want any ice cream. That's nice. Yeah. I like what, like, I was like, did they even see the jar? <laughs> like, did they? Hello, child. Take this money. A kid money for their birthday. What were? Hey, you look like a child. Have money. Jordan said it was nice to see you guys today. It was nice to see Jordan too. I didn't even see Jordan today. I feel extra excluded now. Why? I didn't see her. Have you see her like all the time? Yeah, but not today. Patrick, can I make it up to you by bringing you bourbon pecan pie? You made more. I have the ingredients for more. Get fucked up on pie again. <laughs> I love. That. There was a lot of there was a lot of bourbon in the pie, and then poured on top of the pie after it came out of the oven. Whoa. Wow. New Orleans don't fuck around. Also, (laughs) also starting with this episode, um, Rise of the Ancients will be uh, able to be found on Massive Damage Campaigns, a second podcast stream that I've been uh, working on. Sweetie, sweetie. Yeah, so that way uh, the one-shots will be on Massive Damage Adventures and Rota will be on Massive Damage Campaigns. I love it! That's awesome! Actually, I mean, starting with this episode? That's actually not correct. It'll be starting with the first episode of the Lucidian arc, which was episode 42. This is like episode 53 now. (laughs) So then people will be listening and be like, um, that was like... Yeah, that was weeks ago. What are you talking about? I'll cut this so that I don't look foolish. Has everybody rolled their initiative? <laughs> yes. I don't I'll know. edit it so I sound smart. Amanda Stone. <laughs> you know 14. what I am so sad about right now in this moment, right this second as we were talking? What was that? That we can't look at our cool little minis. Mm-hmm. That's true. I look at them every so often. I haven't seen I them, them in what to them. seems like three years because it's COVID. Yeah. 